I'm Dr. Walter Malone Jr. I want to thank you for joining me for this segment of Tailored to Win that I might share with you some insights that can inspire, inform, and empower your life. I take great delight in speaking to you again about the ministry of prayer and to remind us that prayer can and prayer will make the difference in our lives. That it is through the discipline of prayer that we move from defeat to victory. And so we bless God for giving us the gift of prayer because we come to understand that it is through the gift of prayer, through the medium of prayer, that we are strengthened in the inner man. But the God who strengthens us, he strengthens us so that we can be strength to one another. And so there is a wonderful passage of scripture in Paul's letter to the Corinthians in the second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 1. And I want to begin reading with verse 3. Listen to what the Apostle Paul declares. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Listen to that. That God is our comforter. And God comforts us in our trials so that then we can be a source of comfort to others when they're going through their own troubles and their own situations. Then in verse 5, Paul says, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. Have you ever considered the fact that the trials you had to face, the troubles you had to go through, the suffering and the sacrifices you were called upon to make were not for naught? But God allowed you in his permissive will to have certain experiences in your life so that you would be in a place to minister to others who are having to grapple with hardship and heartache. It was Henry Nguyen who says that all of us can be wounded healers, that all of us can help heal the wounds of others because we have been wounded ourselves. And then again in verse 8, Paul says, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. 
You see, my dears, uh, God allows us to have situations in life so that we can learn to trust him. We would never learn to trust God if life were always pleasant and if life were always easy. But it is because of the experience of life. It is because we have had to deal with dark days and difficult nights that God showed himself strong on our behalf because of our prayer life. So now we have an undaunting faith in God. In the book of Hebrews, we are told in chapter 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. So our prayer life is predicated upon our convictions and is predicated on the fact that we live with spiritual certainty. We've had to deal with many difficult situations in life and circumstances that we were not sure of what the outcome was going to be. But we prayed and talked to God and God seemingly made a way out of no way. So now we have conviction based on what we've already had to face, what we've already had to go through. But then we also have certitude because we are saying to ourselves, if God took care of us in days past and gone, certainly God can take care of me now and the future that is yet to come. But it is out of that maturity, it is out of that discipline, it is out of that discipleship growth that now enables us to be an intercessor, a prayer warrior for one another. I can pray for you. You can pray for me. And my life is comforted by your prayers, and your prayers are comforted. Your life is comforted by my prayer. When we think about praying for others, that means that we take the focus off of ourselves and we put the focus on someone else. If all of our prayers were always about us, we would be guilty perhaps of selfish praying and self-centered prayers. But God does not call us to live a life that is self-centered, but God calls us to live a life where we love what God loves. What does God love? God loves people and he wants us to love him and he wants us to love one another and so to put the focus on others. A certain lawyer asked Jesus one day, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus responded by saying that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. And he says, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And so it is in our love for one another, our care for one another, our willingness to be there to strengthen and edify and build up one another that God takes great joy in our walk with him. So it is a blessing to be an intercessor on behalf of others. It is a blessing to pray for other people. Sometimes you may know them, sometimes you may not know them. What what power we have to consider the fact that there are people that you can pray for that you've never met in your life, that you never will meet in your life, and yet you can bring them before God and pray for others. People are hurting all over the world, and yet we can pray for people in countries all over the world. We can pray for people all over the, the nation, over the United States, and pray that in any situation where hurting humanity is grappling uh, with the 
uh, unreconcilable woes of life that we can go to God in prayer on their behalf. When we think of unselfish praying, we can think about how we go to God in prayer with praise upon our heart. We're not going to God to ask for anything for him to do for us. We're just simply going to God in praise saying, Lord, I love you. I magnify your name. I glorify your name for all that you have done for me. And then we go to God in prayer, remembering the goodness of God on our behalf. So we pray a prayer of thanksgiving. And it is a prayer where we're just thanking God for all that he has done. Thanking God for all that he's presently doing in our lives and thanking him for what he's going to do. But then another form of prayer that uh, presents ourselves as not being self-centered and it is an unselfish praying is when we intercede on behalf of others, when we pray for others. Think about what we are told in the book of Acts chapter 12, verse 5. It says, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Peter had been put in prison. Herod was purposing to take Peter's life uh, as he had taken the life of James. But uh, the church went in prayer for Peter and uh, God sent an angel to break Peter out of prison. And when Peter came out of the prison in a miraculous way, he says, now I know for certainty that God has been with me and God has delivered me and brought me out of this situation. Peter knew where to go. He went where the prayer service was taking place, where the church was praying on his behalf. And as he knocked on the door, a young lady came to the door by the name of Rhoda and and, and she wants to know who it is. And Peter says, it's me. She says, it can't be you because we're in here praying for you. And he has to say to her, no, let me in because God has already heard your prayers. She could go back and tell others, we can change the prayer now because Peter has been set free. There's so much power in prayer. And as a people of God, if we would come together and pray for one another, if we would pray for the world, if we would pray for the nation, what a difference our prayer life can make as we are calling upon God to intervene in the world in which we live. We're asking God to be strong and to show himself strong on behalf of other brothers and sisters in Christ and praying for the reconciliation and the redemption of all humanity across the world. Never take for granted the privilege and the power you have to pray and to pray for others. God bless you. Thank you for sharing with us today for this segment of Tailored to Win. I pray that this word has brought encouragement and empowerment to equip you to live a faithful and fruitful life to the glory of Jesus Christ.